This episode of Explicit Answers is brought to you in part by DrawYouPicture.com, where you can get just about anything drawn for pretty darn cheap. GoDaddy.com, where you can use the code PODNAME121 to save money on your next domain name. And GoToMeeting.com. The world needs answers. We can help. Explicit Answers. Hey, welcome back. This is Explicit Answers Episode 8, brought to you the week of 110210. I'm James. And I'm Jen. And we're here to answer your questions. Yes, we are. How have you been doing, Miss Jen? I've been pretty good. We didn't do a show last week, and so we apologize. It's because I went on a fishing trip. Jen went on a fishing trip in the deep sea. And I was still a little bit seasick that night, so I went to bed. She went to bed instead of talking to y'all. Sorry. All of her answers to her questions would have been subpar anyway. That's right. It would have been like, don't go out on a boat when you get seasick. Well, it would have been something like, hey, my my husband is suicidal. What do you think I should do? Jen's answer, I don't care. Mm -hmm. So we didn't do a show that night. So anyway, Uh, welcome back. It's good to see you. Good to see you, Sitting across the podcast desk over there. Mm Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Uh, tonight we'll be answering many, many, many questions. Very wow. excited about doing that. Uh, we have actually more backed up than we're going to be able to cover today. And that's a wow. good thing. Um, let me hit some news real quick before we do that, because that's what we do is we, um, we answer your questions. But uh, I want to tell you, uh, if you don't know, Explicit Answers is part of a greater thing, something greater than in and of itself. It's it's a part of the NLCast network wow. of podcasts. I know. It's amazing. I heard it's hard to get into that network. It is. You mostly have to be me. <laughs> very, so it's hard for other people. It's even hard for me to get on. It's very complicated procedure. It's a very procedure. exclusive network. Well, you have to like do all your chores and put the kids to bed every night mm-hmm. in order to even do a podcast for the network. Eat, so, din- eat dinner with the family. Yeah, you have to keep your wife happy. I mean, there's so many rules, even That's though it's cute. just me. But anyway, um, we, I've added a new show recently, and I wanted to tell you about it. It's called Podcast Starter, podcaststarter.com. Uh, over the last three and almost four years that I've been podcasting, people constantly ask me, how do you do it? What do you do? What do you use? And all that good stuff. And for those questions, I send them to other people. Mm-hmm. And this, it, because my show is not really going to be about the ins and outs and the details. We will be covering some of that. But mostly what I'm finding is my show is going to cover how to make your hobby podcast sound really, really good, how to make it professional, how to improve the one you've been doing, how to get more listeners. It's not for professionals. Mm-hmm. It's not for people that just want to rock the planet with their podcast. It's for folks that don't want to embarrass themselves when they get started. Uh, I've started many podcasts. I've started a lot more than I'm doing currently. Um, And almost every podcast I've done has been featured in iTunes, uh, both in its category and new and notable. And I've even had one show featured right on the podcasting front page, which resulted in thousands of additional downloads. If you want the tips and tricks that I've used, uh, then I'd love to share those with you. There's two episodes out as of this recording over at podcaststarter.com. Don't look it up in iTunes at this point because it's not there yet. I always wait three shows before I submit it to iTunes. That gives you a fighting chance. That lets them know you're serious and gives you a higher chance of being featured. See, that tip 
was for free. You can wow. get that one and a whole lot more over at podcaststarter.com. Now, the network has expanded, and we've added two shows, the first two shows, to be added to the NLCast network that are not produced by me. I'm not even on them. Wow. I, I know. Can't, I can't even believe that. It, they can't be any good. No, if you're not on them and you didn't produce them. But uh, the two of them are, uh, the first one is called TMI Podcast, and I really want to pitch you this one on this show because it is another advice-style podcast. It's, it's TMIPodcast.com, stands for Too Much Information Podcast. It is a show done by a young adult and a teenage guy, and they give you the inside look at teen culture, the influences and the things that are going on inside the teen world to help you understand. Their target markets started out as just youth pastors, uh, but they've now expanded to parents and anyone that, that would just really like to know what's going on in their, maybe their little sister's world. If you're 20 something and you've got a teenager that your mom can't help with, uh, you know, anyway, it helps you keep up on the trends, the styles, the movies, the media, and even the swear words. Really? They had one recently that they said, Hey, we're, we're going to tell you all the bad words and what they mean. Oh, I have to listen. I know. Jen Jen will be cussing with the best of them. I'll put the explicit and explicit answers. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what the beep I've been doing all week? <laughs> anyway, so that's TMIPodcast.com, done by a great guy named K. Michael Prince and his friend, or cousin, actually, Blaze. So check that out. Um, also, the other show, uh, wellnessbreakradio.com, uh, by a guy named Eric Fisher and another guy named Rob and a third fellow that I'm not familiar with his name right now, but they do uh, a wellness podcast. And I've never really been into the wellness thing because usually it's done by hippies and weird people mm-hmm. that don't bathe and don't use normal deodorant or mm-hmm. if any. And they drink and eat lots of pills and critters and stuff that aren't FAA or FCC or FDA. F- FDA I would, got there would eventually. be the person. Yeah, they're, they're not approved. But these guys take all the funkiness and hippiness and weirdness out of it and really break it down uh, for folks like me and you to understand. And so I added them to the podcast network, Wellness Break Radio. Go check out those two shows, Podcast Starter, and all the shows that I do and my wife does over at NLCast.com and enjoy the other shows in the NLCast network. All right. Can you do that? I can. Let's answer one question, and then I've got to take care of some business. This is from Steph. She says this. First of all, let me say you two are fun to listen to. Wow, thanks. Yay. I think she mostly means me. Really? Yeah. I yeah? Do. I do. Really? Mm-hmm. Can she hear you? Sorry. <laughs> Jen, Jen whispers in the in the microphone and yells in the cell phone. It's the way she rolls. Mm. And if you could speak up, though, for real, because your microphone is terrible. Okay. And I don't want to have to turn it up. I'm sorry talk louder okay there you go there you go talk like you're talking to me i'll edit that out for you okay thank you um first of all let me say you guys are fun to listen to i listen to your podcast at work and you make me laugh so hard i know my co-workers think i'm crazy some background i'm a fairly new christian i always grew up believing in god but never really went to church and we certainly never really grew up learning about god outside of the church walls my husband and i got married in a lutheran church and we started a family And it became important to us to get involved in the church. That typically happens. Mm -hmm. We finally found a church home we love and we regularly attend as well as serve in different capacities. My question, I have three kids, boys, age 10, six, and a girl who's four. I don't want them growing up like I did in a home that hardly knew God. And we certainly didn't build a relationship with him, capital H. Uh, How do you teach your kids and even yourselves how to have a dialogue with God throughout your day? 
to develop that relationship that's so important, Steph? It's a good question. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we 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 hit on something close to that in Geek Loves Nerd. You might want to go through Steph and look at Geek Loves Nerd podcast. It's at geeklovesnerd.com. It's no longer being produced by Jen and myself, but we did talk about introducing God to your kids, mm-hmm. how to live that out. So if you want a good long 60 minutes of this, then go check that out. I might try to link to that in the show notes. But my 10 cents right off the top of my head would be, what St. Francis Assisi says, go out and preach the gospel. And if you have to use words, your kids will do what you say for only so long. And then they're going to do what you do. So my, my simple explicit answer to you today is if you and God are straight and you work on your relationship with him, all of these things will fall into place for you. Bible even says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness And all these things will be added to you. In other words, the way I would translate that is all these things will fall into place. The natural result of a relationship with God is that that relationship affects every part of your life, including the way you parent um, and the way you podcast. Hallelujah. That's right. What do do you have to add, Jen? Um, I would say um, a a big thing that we see, especially being you being a children's pastor, um, is making God a priority in your family life. Like if you regularly attend church on Wednesday night and all of a sudden, you you know, your, your kid starts doing soccer or ballet mm-hmm. or whatever, you don't cut out church. Yeah. You, you rearrange soccer or ballet or, or anything else because it sends a clear message to the kids where your priorities are. Yep. And um, so, you know, just, just being consistent. Well, and like you said, setting a good example is the hugest thing. But yeah, and just making sure that that you make it a priority in their life. It is funny though. That is that is perspective we've gained after ten years of children's ministry. Is typically with almost every family we run into, and the greatest families, but they consistently um, will put everything else in the world in front of church. Mm-hmm. Every single thing. Oh, they got soccer practice, so we can't go to the midweek. They've got school the next morning, so we can't go on Sunday nights. And granted. There's, you know, there are priorities and blah, blah, blah. But these are the same people. We, we've been in a place long enough to see these same men and women come to us, wringing their hands, wondering why their 15-year-old doesn't want anything to do with church anymore. Mm-hmm. Because your entire life, you taught them that sports and grades and everything else was more important. Now, are these things not important? No, they are. They are. But are they more important than their relationship with God? No, they're not. And you could say, well, my kid don't need church to have a relationship. You know, and in, in, in a perfect world, that would be true. Church does not save you. But in my uh, expert opinion, I would say it keeps you saved. And with a child, especially young, do they, do they really have a relationship with God or do they borrow from yours? And do they experience God's love through as many people as possible? I say that that is the case. Mm-hmm. And the more people um, that you have in their life that are showing, that don't have to love them, but still are, and expressing the love of God, that's going to be what I call roadblocks to hell uh, on the way down. When they turn 15, 16, they're going to have to go past all of these relationships and and, and 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 try to ignore every single contact they've had with God on their way down. 
and it's going to be harder for them. So put as many of those in place. But if you go ahead and circumvent all that and you say, hey, baseball is more important or soccer is more important or this, that, and the other, nobody died <laughs> without Jesus uh, or, or nobody died um, and, and had soccer save them. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, nobody ever prayed to football and had them do anything. Is there anything wrong with those things? No. But anything can be an idol and anything you put in front of God. So give yourself, Jen's right, give yourself a, a, a chance, a fighting chance by prioritizing these things. Do the opposite of what you know to do, which, you know, in your life, you said it, ignored it. Church was just a sometimes thing. Um, if you want God to reach out beyond the four walls of your church, then God has to has to be living in your life and be expressed through everything you do, especially in your interactions with your kids and the way you prioritize your time, not just your offering, but your time, your your conversations and everything. And these are not things that you change to become more Christ-like. These are things that are changed because of your connection with Christ. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Jen's not saved. So she, I have to explain these things in a way that <laughs> Every she Every single understand. time, yeah. Yeah, I have a picture Bible. Uh, so let me uh, let me just mention this to you. Uh, you heard at the front that uh, we're brought to you by GoToMeeting. It's important because it costs money to put on a, sh- a podcast. It does. Jen will tell you right now the podcast fund, dry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely dry. And I put out money every single month to host these things. So please, please bear with me. And understand, I'm not a salesman trying to sell you something. I'm trying to share a product with you that you might find interesting especially if you're a person that does meetings online because we're brought to you by GoToMeeting. Picture this. You're on the phone with a client or a colleague trying to explain something visual, a spreadsheet, a PowerPoint, absolutely impossible. It's frustrating because they can't see what you're talking about. You're trying to explain it. Everybody's a computer moron, you know, right. especially over the phone. Mm-hmm. Ugh. My favorite scene in, um, in uh, what is it, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs is that scene where he's trying to explain to his dad, drag the yeah. mouse across the desktop. He literally puts the mouse on the screen and drags it across. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's like it's not doing it. But that's the way people kind of de-evolve de- to when you're trying to help them out. But you know what? With GoToMeeting, they can see what you're talking about rather than you having to tell them. Just use GoToMeeting.com and hold an online meeting. It is so easy. You set up a meeting in advance, or you can start one on the fly. Everyone simply logs on to gotomeeting.com, and now suddenly they're seeing your computer desktop on their computer screen. So now you show them what you're talking about instead of trying to explain it. GoToMeeting, brought to you by Citrix, is the easiest, most secure way to, to hold an online meeting. I've used GoToMeeting. It's awesome. It simplifies life. Right now, my listeners can try GoToMeeting free for 45 days. That's over a month of unlimited online meetings for free. For this special offer, visit GoToMeeting.com, click on the Try It Free button, and then use this promo code, PODCAST. That lets them know you came from a podcast. That's GoToMeeting.com, promo code PODCAST, for this special free 45-day trial. Thank you, Citrix, and thank you, people, for listening Let's get back to it. This is from a person's name I can't pronounce. How would you pronounce ICA? Ica? ICA. You don't you're not hooked on Ica? phonics. Ica or Ica. Okay, I'm sorry if Ica. I'm messing up your name. But James and Jen, my husband, will, and I have been married for eight years. He wrote in a while back to ask what you would do or what he should do to help me during pregnancy. I remember, I think we even named uh an an, uh, an episode after that or mm-hmm. something. Anyway, at our first ultrasound, we found we were having twins. Oh, my. Yikes. 
Now we're really unsure about how to prepare for two babies, <laughs> both mentally and financially. I was wondering if you have any financial advice. I was hoping she wouldn't ask us how to deal with twins. <laughs> yeah, because we don't know. We barely I, made it through one. Suicide? <laughs> um, I was wondering if you have any financial advice about how to get ready for a baby, uh, babies. Also, we can't afford to have an, uh, either one of us stay home with the babies full time. Do you have any advice for families with parents who both have to work? The babies are due in April, by the way. Thanks, Ika or Ika. So, Jen, I'm going to let you start. Financially, how can they prepare for one baby, much less two? Um, the the thing that I did when when I found out I was pregnant with Jenna is um, I tried to go through and figure out a way to pay off at least some some smaller debt, actually most of our debt, I think, mm-hmm. at the time, um, within the next few months. And uh, one thing you, you can consider is, you know, they're going to have child care costs, double child care costs. Right. So they're going to have to find that money, go ahead and, and start putting that money aside and use uh, that to pay down so, debt. So or, the child care money is going to have to come from somewhere. Go ahead and put that toward debt. That's genius. Mm-hmm. That's good. And um, and if you don't have any debt or, or anything like that, just put it towards savings. Just yeah. start pulling it out. Well, they've got to have debt because if they didn't, yeah, they wouldn't. Be they asked. wouldn't both have to work. Yeah, that's true. Probably. Um, the other thing I would do if we were in a situation where we both had to work mm-hmm. and we had to put the kids in, in daycare, I would probably see if you can swing staying home the first three months. Mm. Um, that should, you know, most jobs allow that. You can't lose your job. You're under the Family Medical or FLMA, I think, Act mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, so you can't lose your job. And even though it's going to be huge financial hardship because most companies don't pay, you know, at least spend those first three months with them. That's good. Um, you know, and, and just the, the other thing I would advise is don't let your careers become the priority. Yeah. Especially, you know, one of you has to really focus on your career, obviously. But the other one, I don't, I don't know, both of you, just, just make sure your careers don't become your priority. Because taking care of kids is hard, especially in the beginning. And it's not very fun. And it's going to be easier to want to escape escape with work. and Because uh, you're good at it. Mm-hmm. And it's easier. And, and there's an outbox that shows mm-hmm. you that it, you accomplished something that day. Babies don't have an outbox. They have an output yes. folder, <laughs> so to speak. It's a mushy folder. Yeah, very mushy. <laughs> and don't buy a diaper genie. No, they're a big waste of time because yeah. they stink. They smell. Ugh. And that's the whole thing they're they not supposed to do. They smell worse than the diapers do in the beginning. <laughs> and then later, everything, the whole machine just yeah, stinks. It just, reeks. And there, and a, if you go to a consignment shop, there's 15 of them there. If you don't believe us, go sniff one. I can't believe they even resell the things. Diaper genies. Uh, yeah, I love what you said about not letting work become a priority. I mean, uh, take priority over your kids. Uh, the the reason we work, if we remember, if we have things in order, is to provide for our families. But so much of the time, the American quote-unquote dream has become the nightmare because we have decided as a culture that what our kids need is a better life than we had, and the solution to that is to give them more money. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm telling you, that's not true. It's not true. They need you, and they need your money. So find the balance and make sure the kids always win. That's right. Uh, so, you know, financially, I would also suggest just anything. Um, one thing Jen and I have always done is whenever we knew something big was coming, we started living as if it was already here. Mm-hmm. And it's so, it's almost fun and challenging to do it when you don't have to versus when you have to. I hate it when I have to do something. I love it when it's my choice. 
So if we know something major's coming, we go ahead and like like before Jen started uh, quit her job, we started living on one salary, mm-hmm. mine, and Jen made a lot more money than I did. I did. And we started pulling back to see what it would feel like to see what, and we did it. We did it. Yeah. And that way, when it happened, we'd already gotten over the shock. We could focus on our kid and not blame the kid nearly as much as we do. <laughs> we still blame her. Yeah, we do. No, she's our good kid. We, blame we tell the her other every one. day. <laughs> but she's you two ruined our lives. <laughs> Go to bed. It's three o'clock in the. I don't care. Go to bed. Anyway. We also tell them that the uh, ice cream truck only plays music when they're out of ice cream. And Jenna still believes it, but I think she's, she's getting she's, suspicious. She's getting suspicious. She doesn't understand why it keeps coming around if it's out of why ice cream. Why do they keep driving around? <laughs> what do they torture us with that music? <laughs> maybe, maybe the store was out, too. Jenna's going to be in counseling over that. Yeah, she is. I'm sorry to say. But, man, we're saving some money on that for college, of course. Of course. But, yeah, go ahead and start doing stuff on purpose now. I love that idea of, of taking that money that you're going to have to spend anyway and putting it toward debt, getting that stuff paid down. Um, why Why do they want to pay off debt? Why is that a priority? Um, it's a priority because, you know, you could work towards the goal of, you know, going part-time or, or just having more flexibility. And the sooner or, you pay off debt, you don't pay all that interest. Right. So it's going to be cheaper in the long run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. So I hope that answers your question. Uh, oh, any advice for families with parents who both have to work? You, you just kind of said that. It's just, it's just juggling. It's a juggling mm-hmm. act. And unfortunately... Uh, that those first three months are pivotal. Um, I'd say the first two years as a total is a total thing. Jen and I, and, and I'm not going to apologize. This is an explicit answer show. So here it is. Every single kid without exception that has been raised by an institution, Jen and I can tell a difference mm-hmm. between that kid and a kid that was raised in a loving, caring home. Now I'll qualify that by saying not every kid that was raised at home has that, that benefit, that, that gloss in their eyes, that light behind their eyes because some families are screwed up. Would you agree with that? Mm-hmm. It, some kids and, are whiny buttheads. And just because a parent stays home yeah. doesn't even mean they're they're really Yeah, because they, they could be at home, but they're on the computer playing Farmville yeah, all day. Yeah, they're watching TV. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's not automatic. I, I don't want to be stupid about it and act like it's a magic wand, but I will tell you this. Every single child, I could go down a line and tell you which ones were raised in a, in a – even if it's loving and caring – I'm going to tell you, I my personal opinion is the things the spikes we're seeing in in, in uh, chemical imbalances in 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 uh, ADHD and all these different things is because people aren't raising their own kids. That's just my ten cents, and it's actually true. So there you go. So I would prioritize the heck out of trying to stay home with your kid. Jen hates it half the time, and do. she does it. And and and, and the I kids didn't even have twins. Are amazing, but... <laughs> and our kids, Jen. What would they be like if you hadn't done this? They would be little monsters. Because they are already, kind of, but they are obedient yeah. and they're good. They're tamed monsters. And people <laughs> love our kids. That mm-hmm. is the best compliment. That is the that is the sign. I mean, people fight over babysitting them. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And and that's just because somehow or somewhere, I, I do believe that God gives bad parents good kids. So I think that's our... It could be. <laughs> and he gives good parents bad kids because uh, I've seen that too. But um, that's that's uh, 
it's a joke, by the way. Somebody's going to email me. I can't believe you said that because <laughs> I have good children and I'm a terrible. Oh, you know. <laughs> anyway, he said. She says, "P.S. I really miss your weekly updates you used to give on Geek Loves Nerd. Any chance of bringing those back? How's Dunder doing since its surgery? His surgery. Well, explicit answers. People don't know much about Geek Loves Nerd. Some of the newer folks. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dunder's doing good. And he's talking, trying to. He's at the phase where he um, he." Uh, is is talking, but it's like only the parents can understand him. Yeah, you know, and half the time that's not even true. And that's but, where yeah. Jen was, Jenna was when she was like a year and two months or something, nine months maybe. No, I don't it's know. right before two. Okay. So he's not that far. He's behind. a year behind. Almost a year behind. Not that far, mommy. Mm. Daddy's like he's he's dumb. He is but, dumb. Um, he's catching up quickly. He is. He's making up for some lost time. But uh, the, the deal on that is, I'm trying to talk Jen into joining my personal audio journal once in a while. It's at gok.nlcast.com. It's called The Gospel of Kennison, and that's where I get on once a week and just mouth off on whatever I want to. Uh, we're trying to keep explicit answers just about answering your questions as much as possible and the uh, obligatory you know, speech about our sponsors. Um, so for personal updates and stuff, join me over at gok.nlcast.com or look it up in iTunes, Gospel of Kennison, and uh, maybe Jen will jump on there once in a while. Maybe. Connard says this, uh, a few days ago, my sister, age 19, updated her relationship status on Facebook to say she was engaged to a guy she met during the summer. I've been, I've seen people do this many times, uh, just to say they'd entered a romantic relationship with a person or just as a joke. So I thought nothing of it. It's a Facebook thing. Today, however, my mother informed me that they are set to get married in December at a small church. They plan to have a bigger wedding later. Naturally, I'm kind of dumbfounded. My sister is known to have done some rebellious things, secret piercings and tattoos. But this takes the cake. My mother expects me to be the first to approach her on this issue and explain to her why she's making a bad decision. Boy, that's a great relationship right there. Mm. When you put your son up as the... uh, as the punching bag. But anyway, how old is he? Did he mention? He's going to say, here we go. Uh, I have plenty of reasons why she's in college, almost no income, not very mature, but I'm not unsure of how to approach her in a way that will not either upset her or make her so defensive that she won't listen to a thing I say. Do either of you have any advice on this? I am unsure whether this is relevant, but I'm 17 and her younger brother, Connor, corn nerd. I'm sorry. That's his name. I, I was saying Connor, corn <laughs> nerd. Hey, I saw him on Xbox the yeah, other day. Yeah, he popped up on Xbox. He's my friend on Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's two years older than him, and she's getting married. Um, here's my deal, dude. It's not your job to. No, I completely agree. Represent your entire family. Make your mom. If she's got something to say and she's got an opinion, let her talk to her daughter. Why is she putting you up there? And my always my thoughts on opinions is unless somebody's asking you. Yeah, your opinion is not going to do any good anyway. Yeah, and half the time when they're asking you, all they want you to do is affirm whatever they're thinking. But, yeah. I mean, at least when someone asks you, they're, they're going to listen. That's right. Um, and it, it could be that uh, the marriage works fine and yep. they're together forever. Because, see, here's what I did. I had a sister that got married kind of quick. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're having a baby now. It's How long have they been married? Ten years. Ten years. And uh, they're madly in love. It worked out great. I knew nothing. I thought I had it all figured out, and I told them so. Mm -hmm. I literally said, guys, as long as you don't mind me thinking that you're both idiots, then I'm fine (laughs) with this. And that's the last time they talked to me for quite a while. Yeah, it was a while. I had to do a lot of repair work to get things back to normal. It was a long time before we, we talked to them. And things are great now. 
And it was a shame that, yeah. that we wasted that time. We did. Because we, we, we didn't know anything either. We were only a few years older than them. And so it shows how much we knew, first of all. This may be the best thing that's ever happened to your sister. You don't know. You don't know him. And she don't know him either. It is impetuous. It is odd. But it's her life. Mm-hmm. And she is 19. And she's allowed to be wrong. Because she's the one that's got to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um. I yeah. I would uh, as a Christian I would I would urge you to pray for, her. Um, and if she asks your opinion, give it. Go off as soon as she says <laughs> anything. What do you think? Blah! Just vomit all over her with your with your opinion. But uh, at least then she's opened the door, and mm-hmm. then and then you can hit her with. Well, if you didn't want to know, you shouldn't have asked. Right. But uh, but if that doesn't happen, just just be supportive yeah. of her because See, she'll need you. That's right. When things turn through. south, she will come to the person that gave her the least grief, mm-hmm. and she will connect with the person that she still has a connection with. So you're either going to throw her off at the beginning, or you'll be there for her if she needs you. Not necessarily that she will uh, after things go go bad. Um, if she's impetuous, there's a big chance this won't even happen anyway. That's true. December is not too far away, but it is far away for someone with ADHD. So (laughs) your sister apparently has. But I'm looking at some signals here. First of all, the family found out about it on a flipping Facebook status update. Second, mom is sending younger brother, not the patriarch of the family, you know, the, Mm -hmm. the, the older brother in place of a father or something like that, but a younger brother. Obviously, the one that probably has his life together the most because he's watched a mom and a sister uh, make impetuous decisions. Mom is probably so much like sister that she has no leg to stand on saying, what are you thinking? I'm just doing what you did, mom. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no dad around obviously because he's not even mentioned. Yeah. So Mr. Dude, I would say this is something your mom and that daughter need to get in, you know, together on and you need to step out of the picture mm-hmm. and be her best man or whatever you are for a bride. Be the maid of honor. You're the best. Oh, you can still be the best. <laughs> yeah, man, if he or picks a groomsman. You. Yeah, if he. But he, yeah, go out to dinner with them. You know, treat them as if they've waited five or six years. Get in there with them because you know what? They're going to have a kid one day, and uh, they'll name it after you. And Grandma mm-hmm. won't even be able to see them because she will have cussed them out or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's big picture stuff on this. When you start getting grown up, it gets scary. Everything you do makes a long. Decision. The best thing you could do from it, Mr. Cornerd, is learn from it. And don't do this to to the people that care about you and worry for you. Okay? Take your time. All right. Um, Drew says, Hey, I'm in eighth grade, so please excuse the text format in this is in. It's very hard to read. <laughs> if you're in eighth grade, apparently you're allowed to do everything in text format. Really? That's what. That's why he wants an excuse. Mm. Dude, you're in eighth grade. You should know how to write, first of all, Drew. I know. They need to teach that in first grade anyway. Texting? No. Um, oh, he wrote it in text form? Yes. T-X-T-P-L-Z-E-X-U-C-S-E. If you know how to spell wrong, then you know how to spell it right. Because mm-hmm. you have to know how to spell it right to even mimic the wrong. Yeah. Anyway. Mm, not a fan. Anyway, so there is this some sort of group of guys our age who we all get together and play football. Sometimes this kid Nick joins us, and the way he acts makes these two kids really angry at him. Unfortunately, he's apparently mentally challenged. 
I pulled each of them aside at different times and told them that, um, and asked each of them to stop treating him like a pile of crap. They repeatedly ignore me. And it's got to the point this week where he ran home crying. I really don't want to ignore it and just be a bystander because it wasn't too long ago. I was in Nick's shoes. Hopefully, you know, not mentally challenged and repaired, but he was being picked on. The biggest problem is that these kids, parents let them treat Nick like this. What should I do? Drew. Did we? No, we haven't answered this. Okay. I remember it for some reason. No. Okay. Did we? I think we did. Okay. Well, let's answer it again. Okay. Go for it. Um, I don't remember what we said. Well, I, I don't think we said anything. Here's what I would say is quit hanging out with these kids. These two mm. friends of yours are not friendly. And um, somehow or another, I kind of think you were the one they were picking on. If this kid wasn't around, they'd turn on you. Um, it, you cannot hang around with people that do this to people because you're accepting what they do. If you tell them, hey, don't do this, and they ignore you, they're disrespecting you as much as they are this kid. Nick, and the way you set an example is you say, guys, you know what? I'd love to be your friend, but I can't stand the way you're acting. You sicken me. I'm hanging out with Nick. When you guys want to start acting like human beings, then you can come over to Nick's house and we'll be in the front yard playing football. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we've answered this question. Okay. Maybe I'm, maybe there was one similar. I'm sorry. There's always a similar question. Gotcha. Um, Anonymous says, I've been dating the same guy for a few years. His name is Drew. He's special needs. And he's friends with this guy named Nick. Oh, my gosh. It's so weird. It's all connected. Uh, We both grew up really different. He was homeschooled. I went to public school. I've been bugging him to get his GED ever since I met him. But he slacks like crazy uh, about it, and he won't do anything with it. He has a hard time with the math portion of the test because even though he was homeschooled, he never really got taught. There you go. Imagine that. I've helped him study, and I've found him resources, but nothing seems to get through. I feel like I'm enabling him to be a slacker because I'm doing all the footwork, so to speak. But at the same time, I know that if he's not pushed, then he will not be driven to do it himself. Am I going about this wrong? I'd like a decent future with him, but I don't think he wants it as much as I do. This typical woman. I would say. Trying to fix her man. I would say break up. Yeah. Sorry. Break up until he steps up. Yeah, because you can't you can't make somebody want to do something, and um, so it any you can't no matter what you do you're not going to change how he is, and all yep. you're going to end up doing is annoying him and frustrating yourself. Yep, this is the kind of person he is. And apparently, you're you're quite a bit more mature and and uh, you know have different different uh, path in life probably. Yep. So yeah, he this is how he is not just with the GED but everything mm-hmm. everything. And you're not going to fix him. No, and, and you you have a very valid concern that if someone doesn't even have a high school diploma or a GED, they're, and if they're not driven at all, yep. then uh, they're not going to be very good at supporting you later in life. Nope, you're going to be supporting him. He's going to grow to 340 pounds, and he's going to play World of Warcraft until your children are out of the house. Mm. So there you go. And, and that's, not, that's not out of bounds right there. No, we've seen this, mm-hmm. seen it often. Yeah, yeah. Just don't don't expect them to change. This is what you're going to marry. This is, and when and, and it's like we talked about with Drew. You can't tell him you want him to be different and then stay with him mm-hmm. because with with a man, staying with me is the ultimate acceptance. Mm-hmm. If you don't like me, then leave. You make a point, but if you don't like me and you stay, then you like me. Yeah. 
then you can then I just have to put up with you crapping every now and then. Just remove him from the picture and think about all the things you don't like and imagine that is the future that you want to build with something, someone. Uh you said you you'd like a decent future with him. Um are you going to get a decent future with that? Imagine that it's Lamaze classes. Imagine that it's going downtown to get a marriage license. And imagine that it's ask, waiting for him to put a down payment on an w- engagement ring. Mm-hmm. All of these things are things that he has to get up off his butt and do. Not just because he's not a slacker, but because he's showing you he loves you. Mm-hmm. And if one of your love languages is acts of service, then you're screwed, little sister. So. Dang. Yeah. We've been uh, dishing it out tonight. <laughs> you suck. Get rid of all your friends. <laughs> Quit your job. <laughs> well, I, it's my opinion these people know this yeah, stuff. They just so don't want to face it. The right thing is always the hard thing. Mm-hmm. It is the hardest thing you'll ever do in your life. And uh, but but people ask the question because they don't want. They already know the answer. And and if they were being gut level honest, what they would say is. Hey, I feel like I need to dump these two brat kids I hang out with because they're treating Nick like a moron. Um, can you confirm this for me? Mm-hmm. But they feel like they'd be leading us on, so they present the case and see, will will they come to the same conclusion I do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, except you get people that are delusional every now and then, and they want to believe that what they're thinking is right, and even though they know it's not. And they think maybe, maybe James and Jen will confirm, confirm it. Yeah. Um, let me just say this to anonymous anonymous. You've got a good heart. Nobody's dogging you out. And, and, but, but if you're feeling like you're an enabler, that's because you are, you've become that. And how much awesomer would your enabling and your energies be? How much better spent would they be with someone that's already enabled? I mean, that's already motivated mm-hmm. and your, your, uh, push and your drive just pushes them I mean, if they're a five, they become a 10 or if they're a 10, they become a 15 because of your input in their life, your synergy with his energy, um, rather than someone that's a negative three and you're pushing them to be a one mm-hmm. eking out a little bit of movement here and there. I will say this in, in his, in, in the defense of this is that that description sounded a lot like me back in the day, a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, w- I was it wasn't that I wasn't motivated. I was afraid. Mm-hmm. I was afraid of everything. And I didn't have to do a GD or anything. I got my you know high school diploma, and I, I wasn't homeschooled a lot and all that stuff. But uh, there were some things in my life I didn't want to face. Debt was one of them. Um, you know, uh, career choices and the future. I was just ill-prepared. Yeah, for, you were. And Jennifer came along, and she did deal with some crap. But I'm telling you, um, I never – we we – didn't allow that to be a burden to her. She was supportive and helpful. And if she was enabling, it was that she was my right to work because my car, I didn't have a car, mm-hmm. you know, she wasn't waking me up and rolling me out of bed to go to work. That's enabling for real. Like that's what she does now. <laughs> <laughs> I know I do enable. I enable you to sleep. Whatever. No, um, I, 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 Jen does that because an alarm clock doesn't wake me up. But but back but, then I was I was meeting her halfway, and she was she was she was helping me to be the ten when I was a five. Mm-hmm. You know, and also we weren't married at that time. True that. We did not get married until you you know got all my crap together. Yeah, you had a you had a good full time job years. and. Yeah, we didn't. So through all that, there was not the pressure of you 
you know, supporting me or mm-hmm. anything like that. Yeah, so. Jen even had me marry someone else on a temporary basis mm-hmm. just to see if I see could do it. See how it would work out. Yeah, that just didn't happen. Just kidding. All right, that's our, that's our show for this week. Um, you know what? You can ask your own questions at explicitanswers.com. Click on contact, or you can email us directly at explicitanswers at gmail.com. You can follow us, twitter.com slash expensive answers. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Explicit answers. 500 a pop. <laughs> you can li- Send it in, look PayPal. Us up, look us up on Facebook and follow us, okay? You can leave us a review on iTunes. Please do. Just go to iTunes and leave a review. Or you can call in your question, 209-5-NL-CAST. It's time for us to go, Jen. Guess what I did today? What'd you do? Wait and listen. And really don't it's talk. looping. <laughs> oh, good. It's playing over and over. I thought you were telling me you did an alien autopsy today. <laughs> nope. This is so intense, though. So anyway, we'll see you guys next week. Same time, same place here on Explicit Answers. Peace out.